0: Uh, hey, pay- patrons, uh, this is Scoots, uh, just checking in. want to make sure uh, the lines of communication are open. I'm going to try to do more regular AMAs, uh, and uh, feel free to reach out to me uh, either through the Patreon apps or email me, Scooter at gmail. Thank you for supporting the show, and let's uh, keep the show going. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep, well, welcome, Yeah, this is Sleep With Me, a podcast that puts you to sleep, we do as a bedtime story, all you need to do is get in bed, uh, turn out the lights and press play, I'm going to do the rest, what I'm going to do is take, uh, create, take a regular place and make it safe a safe place. Try to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, travel, events, whatever's keeping you up, I'd like to distract you from that. The way I'm going to do it is create a safe place where you can set aside all that stuff that's keeping you awake. Uh, maybe I mix it A lot of times I mix up these. Uh, like, uh, how, how, The way I'm going to create the safe place, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I mean, I've only done like 600 somethings, like uh, intros. uh, Set my voice across the deep dragon. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, like uh, extra stuff, you know, mumbles, uh, word trips, word spillage. uh, But really, I'm glad you're here. I want to create a safe place where you feel uh, secure, welcome, invited. Uh, in some sense special, cause I'm really glad you're here and I really think you've taken a step to kind of try to help yourself fall asleep. So I hope I can help. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to be here to keep you company while you fall asleep. This is a podcast to put you asleep. Technically it's just here while you fall asleep. It's a podcast you barely need to listen to. You can just kind of tune into it, see how it goes see what happens. Uh play play it by ear. I guess it's kind of a pun. Or don't play it by ear. You know, barely play it by ear. Sleep with me. Barely play it by ear. Don't let your you know, don't play around with your ear, just let your ear sit there. Uh so don't play around with your don't play you could play with your ears if that's comforting, you know, gently. Because it really won't get in the way. This is a podcast you kind of listen to. It. It's here. It's rambling, kind of like, like when you're doing yard work. Uh, back in the day, you would listen to, sometimes people would listen to baseball, or autumn they'd listen to football, or at least my dad would. My dad was never into super into sports, but he would put those on when he was doing yard work or outdoors work. And it was kind of a comforting background noise. You wouldn't even be really listening to it. It'd just be kind of a presence there a reassuring, distracting presence to say, hey, well, I'm not really raking leaves here. I'm uh, only kind of paying attention to the raking the leaves part. I guess for me, now, I don't live in a part of the country, well, I don't have a yard, and I don't live in a part of the country where the leaves necessarily fall off. So I don't do a lot of leave raking. But I grew up in uh, upstate New York where you would rake leaves, and then you would rake them into a pile. And you would jump in the pile. It's never the same as when they did it on cartoons, but it could be pretty good. And I guess for kids, that's the only purpose for raking leaves. And I guess even as an adult, uh, well, let me introduce a podcast. Hopefully we'll come back to these this leaf raking thing. If you're new, you don't need to listen, but you shouldn't feel any pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here for at least an hour to keep you company. Uh, to be your companion in the deep dark night. To distract you. To reassure you, to validate you, it's tough being able to not being able to fall asleep. I've been there, uh, so I'd like to help. So I'll be here talking about you know kind of stuff, and then I'll tell a story after the glass slipper. Our uh, episodic series as it comes in modular formats. You know, I'll do some nonsense making. Hopefully, I'll put a smile on your face or make you feel warm. And uh, like uh, that you can cuddle in, you can nestle in because I'm here to help. uh, uh, But what was I saying? I was talking about leaves, but oh, so if you're new though, okay. So structure show first six minutes are business. uh, Otherwise what we do. So if you sat through that, if you, you know, I understand like, uh, but uh, that's how we keep the podcast free and all our archives free. And everyone that supports the sponsors or is a patron, like, uh, that's how we keep the show going. So if you're new, not super important. If you're a regular listener, just remember when your hand hits the fridge tomorrow, sleep with me. It's a podcast that puts you to sleep, uh, and you'll figure out the rest. and say, okay, let me figure out how to check that or whatever. Uh, so six minutes of business. Then there's an intro, which we're like maybe six minutes into that kind of tries to explain the podcast through, uh, senseless. Like tonight, we'll try to explain it through leaf raking, raking of leaves. Uh, then there's a story. The story's about forty minutes, forty-five minutes. Uh, then there's some thank yous. So you shall sh- be here about an hour to keep. I'll be here for you. That's all. All I can tell you. Hopefully, it helps you fall asleep. Uh, give the few uh, show a few tries. It, you, uh, you know, I may grow on you, or I may grow on your nerves. And if it, it doesn't work for you. I understand try some LibriVox or some old time radio or something else you know I hope I hope you find something that does help you fall asleep So I think I forgot about all the leaf metaphors I had so so we, oh yeah here's here's like I don't understand a lot about raking leaves because I've never owned a a yard I've never like as an adult uh, I've always lived in apartments or like I think once or twice I lived in a rented house with people. But uh, so as a kid, the whole purpose of break leaves was so you could jump in them. And the fringe benefits were leaves have a good, nice smell. They have really nice sounds to them, depending on the degree of how dried out and how fresh they are. The ground in the fall, the grass has it's thinner, so the the the, the earth has a different smell. And you're outdoors, and then, the, you know, my dad would be playing uh, football or something on the radio. So that creates another layer—I uh, mean, I guess in the nostalgic sense, another layer of nostalgia. But, uh, I don't know, just something about that format and, and the background noise. And even those inconsistent the consistency in the rhythm, and then the fall air, the feeling of the fall air. Then also important is the fall sun— Uh, Because you really don't want to be raking leaves if there's not sun out. And probably like you're talking about, it's 2 or 3 p.m. sun, uh, which I guess I don't know. You know, I'm not a um, colorist, but I'd say, you know, it's a little bit straw-like at that time. And it's weak. No offense to the sun, but it is a weak autumn. so So I guess it's a late autumn sun we're talking about. And you're raking the leaves in order to jump in them, and I think the whole—I mean, maybe that was a good system. I mean, it, I don't know if that's evolution, probably not. But uh to say, hey, if we rake these leaves, then you can jump in them. But then you gotta gotta rake them again, and also transferring them, like raking them into a pile, and then having to put them in a garbage can and carry them and all that stuff—that was never fun. Yeah, but here was always my question. I guess I never got a clear answer to it. And maybe common sense, you know, would pr- prove me. But I guess I always said, why don't, why don't you just leave the, le- leave the leaves alone? Like, why do you need to rake leaves? And, I, like, I thought there was something called, you know, you try you, especially if you take the leaves and you put them in compost. Like, uh, why not just let the leaves compost where they lie? Let the leaves lie, I guess, would be what uh, if I was, singing a song, it'd say lie to lie, let the leaves lie. You know, let's, and maybe that's, they're not sleeping, but because they're, they're in the deep sleep, uh, permanent sleep of uh, let sleeping leaves lie. And I can hear somebody saying, well, it's not good for the grass or whatever. And I say, well, ch- hello, it's 2017. Uh, I think the verdict on grass, as nice as it is and as much as I love to lie in it, is out. Uh, but even if it's not, uh, really like, uh, I, like, is that proven? Can you show me some studies, uh, primary source, please? Uh, like, I'm not kidding. Like if, if, the, so if you live in Syracuse, New York, where I grew up in the leaves, your yards full of leaves, you leave it and then it snows. That's somehow worse for your grass. And then if you rake the leaves and then it snows, uh, I mean, I think the leaves, maybe the leaves, they don't deteriorate, so then you got to rake them in the spring. I mean, wouldn't they put some nutrients in the soil over the winter? It gives all those, like, uh, aerating uh, forest friends a chance to hide out, and maybe they're mating under those leaves and stuff. Uh, It just never got to, and plus, I just didn't want to do it. Like, I'd say, okay, I don't mind raking leaves and making a pile somewhere in the yard and jumping in them. I'll rake them for that, but, uh, I don't know. Is, is am I the only person that's always wondered that question? Uh, it, like, I feel like this is one thing I feel like uh totally ignorant alone on, and you could reach out to me and let me know at, uh, the, the, uh, the let, leave, you know, hashtag let leaving, leave, leave, like leave, leave, uh, maybe I need something better than that. I'm not good at hashtags, I guess. I mean hashtag I don't even know let leaving leaves lie or hashtag alliteration autumn alliteration how about that there's a double there's a double double uh but seriously I'm not kidding like I, I never understood that we'll see we can okay well it's one thing if you're uh if you're you're really bold like you lived in the late, late the 80s you say well just put them on the corner they'll go to the garbage dump. I mean, I could see people saying, "Well, that's not sustainable." But then you say, "Well, what are we burning all this energy for?" Wait, So we're going to put the leaves in a compost pile uh, for what? Oh, to sprinkle on the yard in the spring. You say, "Hold the phone, uh, cowboy!" What? Are we, like I got a I got a crazy idea. Let's just leave leave them there. But you can't do that. You can't. And I guess maybe it's like a neighbor thing. They say. Hey, Ackerman, your yard's full of friggin' leaves. It looks like it's autumn. I mean, I guess I'm making a straw man argument because they say, yeah, no crap. It is autumn, and it's great. Uh, you want some, come over for some cider. Yeah, the kids are going to jump in the leaves later, and then they're just going to leave it. They're going to kick around in the leaf piles, spread it out, because I know we can't just leave leaf piles everywhere. You know, we're not uh, you know, totally feral at this house. Uh but, oh, yeah, you know it's autumn when our yard's full of leaves. It's great. Uh, nature's compost, they say, because lit- literally it is nature's compost. I don't think uh, – and you know who loves it? All our forest friends. We're the most popular yard on the block. Uh, all the worms, that's where they hang, under the leaves in our yard. And they, they totally – our our soil's so aerated – and you say, well, is this like, a, are these, yeah, this is drought resistant, man. Like you just leaving leaves around. And I know you'll know it's Halloween when you'll hear those leaves going across the street. Uh, and when that lovely Halloween sound of the leaves on the road and the wind. So you also have us to thank for that. So yeah, I, I think I am doing a great job leaving my yard full of leaves. If you don't mind me, you know, punning around, uh, you know, but otherwise, leave me alone. Get it, you know, uh, you get it? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you were here to try to get me to turn over a new leaf or just to, uh, you know, like, uh, over-pun things, but uh, I'm sure, like, smarter listeners than me came up with 10 more puns that I just missed, uh, so rake that into a pun pile and jump in that one. So if you're new here... um the podcast is a little bit like, like that. It's, uh, that was a tangent. And sometimes I'll go on those tangents and I'll say, huh, why, you know, and those of you that are more reasonable, that are like a little bit more well-adjusted like you, uh, you'll say, scoots, you're joking, right? You don't, you know about the, uh, you, you know how bad a yard looks full of leaves or you say, you know, it's not good for the grass. You're just kidding us, right? Uh. And, uh, you know, I'm a def- you know, I'm a good citizen. I rake my leaves, uh, and you could just have a laugh at my expense. Cause I'm serious. Uh, I mean, if I was like, uh, maybe I'll run, I don't know. Uh, I won't ever run for any office, but, uh, you'd say who's running, who's on the, on the leave the leaves alone platform. Who's on, is, is that a, is the green party? Oh, they're with comp, they say composted, uh, they didn't they didn't get that memo I said about nature's compost. Oh, they said the only natural compost is the one between oh between my ears. That's hilarious. Yeah. So there's no one taking up my leaf platform. Leave the leaves alone. Uh, hey ho, hey ho. Let's go. Uh, well, I just want to know if okay. So I'm all alone with my leaves. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I guess it, the, the leaves the, the leaves. Uh, nothing else to be said about it. Uh, so if you're new here, that's kind of podcast. Creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, friendly, uh, friendly, though. You say, well, what's more friendly than a glass of cider and kids jumping in leaves? The autumn wind, the sports radio, local sports radio. Uh, that, so that's it. I'm glad you're here. I really hope this podcast can help you fall asleep because I've been there. I'm losing my voice uh, suddenly. Yeah, but we're already fifteen minutes into this one, so I appreciate you coming by. I appreciate you checking out the podcast, and I really hope I really earn to help you fall asleep. All right. Okay, let a man returning to my room here flowing in by my bow, settling in with you, my dear, uh, to get you comfortable. And to be here to to help you fall asleep uh, while you sleep. I guess you're napping here with all the babies. Seems they've brought more babies to my room. uh, Or this room. It's more of a chamber now. I didn't realize they took out that other wall there so they could fit more babies in here. I guess this is getting to be a bit of a nursery. Oh, the babies... uh, some of you are awake, uh, some most of you are asleep, uh, but I'll be here to tell you about today's class. Uh, for those of you babies that have not met me before, oh, there's many different kinds of babies here. Oh, there's uh, uh, fairy god babies, regular human babies, babies of all This is nice. Hello, babies. I'm Agatha. And if you haven't met me here, I, you, you might say, who? Oh, you look like something a bit like a baby food. And I would say I am. I am here to offer you food, babies. Food for your ears. Uh, but yes, I do look a bit like baby food. I am a, lentil, a lentil-based woman. But that does not change whom I am. A woman on a journey. And uh, journey just in the, from class to uh, here where my uh, bow, and I'll just keep it at that words, my close bow. Uh, I tie him up with an L-O-V-E-R, but you know, children don't need to understand that. He's my my, my man. You could say the love of my life, but that would may indicate to some of you babies with your baby brains that he's the only love in my life. But he's the current love and the greatest love as he sleeps here. And this quilt, at the same level as all of your little cribs there, babies. Now, babies, uh, someday this word will mean something to you, but uh, today it will not. And also, I misused the word, and I found out that today. Uh, pop quiz. Uh, now, Shelley turns out she's correct. She said the definition of a quiz is blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're giggling. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to have an audience here in my own room somehow. Who would, who would have thought one day we could live in a world where a lentil-based woman uh, could share a room, her her own bedroom, by the way, if anyone's listening, with uh, a assortment of ba- ba- babies across uh, two different cultures— Oh, and many, you know many different subcultures within those two, with the fairies and the humans. And who would think that uh, actually this is just uh, my day day bedroom where the lot of man takes a nap? So it's not really like uh, it's totally uh, outside of my boundaries. And uh, you know my boundaries are much different, but yet they are the same as the lentil based woman who flows from room to room. As we all do, real little babies. Maybe one day you'll, you know, as things flow out of your body and in, in some sense, flow into them. I guess uh, the energy flows through your system. But it, enough about me. The words should be flowing, and the words today were pop quiz, and Shelley said, "Well, that's a quiz is something much different than an exam or a test." Uh, and I guess this was more of an exam, an exam is, has many other meanings, babies, but in this case, it's uh, somewhere between a quiz, I mean, I guess it's uh, between a test and an exam, a version of a test, or a test is an version. Of, yeah, I think an exam is a version of a test, turns out it's not a quiz, quizzes are supposed to be, uh, I guess they're simpler things. Uh, and this was not simple, but yet it was a simple ...at the same time. So today was uh, close to the middle of our semester here. I'm a teacher, by the way. If you babies hadn't picked up on that already, but I'm sure you did. And we said, well, this is a woman with authority. We should listen up as babies. We should sit up in our cribs and say, hmm, she has something to say. And I do. I- I'm here to talk to you babies, of course. And talk to you about today. So I teach a class. My co-teacher, Shelly, she's a fairy woman... I don't know if you could say she's a fairy-based woman. I, I think fairy magic is not her basis, but it flows through her. And, uh, but you, so we're co-teachers, and I had not consulted with her, even though I, I hadn't looked at either one of our syllabuses, uh, syllabi, uh, since the start of class. I kind of abandoned those things, and, uh. Shelly, she did a lot of sighing and pacing the last two classes, which I think in maybe trying to point this out to me about that we were late for a quiz uh, or an exam, we skipped all the quizzes. We missed all the quizzes so far. And so, you know, I sat down with with Shelly or she sat down by me and I said, Shelly, uh, as the children come in today, I'm going to announce something. But I didn't do that. I just announced it when the children I said it's time for a quiz. put down your uh your your thing my and eyes up uh it's time for a quiz and then the whole thing got sidetracked with uh well first Shelley was surprised uh that was followed quickly by displeasure, or oh, those may have happened at the same time, or maybe she had displeasure, then surprise, then greater displeasure with me in the situation. And also at the same time, this is the meta communication that was happening at the same time. She was disagreeing and disagreeable about my usage of the word quiz, and so we had. It wasn't really a discussion. Uh, I think you children would call it talking at you. And I said, "Well, go ahead, Shelley. Uh, inform me about what a quiz is and is not." As if she was a mind reader. She may be a mind reader because she actually was correct. Uh, this was more of an exam, a midterm exam, not exactly at the middle of the term, but close enough. And a time for children to show me what they've learned thus far. So, uh, let's just skip over the Shelley part. So I said to the children, I said, "Okay, it's time uh, to discuss what what we've learned so far. Thus far, this uh, with my class and Shelley's class. Shelley has her own grading system that is probably still in the syllabus." And I said, let's start there, though. Uh, with, uh, who would like to be the first people to take the midterm? We're going to uh, midterm exam, midterm test. Uh, uh, who would like to, uh, and Shelly was shuffling papers, but I just kept going. I said, okay, because uh, I think she had a, another test waiting for for weeks, uh, along with the quizzes, which I said, well, uh, the quizzes are I mean how do you quiz about such things myths and tales of the past you know i did try to make a uh, grand appeal to shelley you know saying things like that you know your history the history of the fairy people uh, i tried to use a tone like this as they do the tales tell us the bards and the bards uh, the bar, you know the bar, you know the bar, when the bard works with a storyteller well, the bo- you know, I tried to take a tail. I said, Shelly, it was a grand experiment. And she said, this isn't an experiment. It was a, you know, I said, okay, okay. And meanwhile, the children's hands were up the whole time. The The ones that raised their hands first. And I said, okay, you, you four come up to the front of the room. And I say, uh, quick, our first week, uh, our first class, tell me what you learned and what you remember. And they said, you could work together. That will be part of your grading, though. And you have a few minutes, uh, so get to work. uh." And they quickly conferenced, blah, 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 whisper, whisper, whisper. And they said they they chose one child to represent them. And uh, they talked about different perspectives. And they said, well, tell me what you remember. And then another child in the group said, you and Shelley were disagreeing about who was going to teach the class. And I laughed, of course. Ha, ha, ha. And I said, we're well, co-teachers, of course. Equal, you know, my teeth may have been uh, together while I was saying this. If I, you know, the lentils that make up my teeth. And I said, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yes, oh, yes. Co-teachers we are, though. Correct. Uh, we were uh, negotiating. And then she she kind of said, well, uh, Teacher Shelley wanted to, to, to uh, save uh, memories of our culture and look at what happens when our culture, you know, we lost our, the, the fairy homeland and, and now we live in this human environment. And what has happened and, what, like, why do these myths and uh, tales exist? What did they do for us? Uh, Does it give us a sense? And then she said, and you wanted to talk about heroes and villainy and a very similar thing, uh, but from a different perspective, I think of uh, Shelley was coming at it from necessity and you were coming at it from interest and curiosity. And uh, she was a fairy person. So she said, you know, it it feels different to me. Uh, And I think she greatly related to Shelley's pride. In a deep connection to, to her ancestry, which is a very important thing. And I said, oh, bravo. I said, hey, go sit down. You have an A. And then the next child in the group, uh, the one, the spokesperson, he said, well, uh, you know, I also learned about compromise. He was a little nervous, obviously, because she had just gotten, like, trying to figure out the right thing to say. And then another child started talking, saying the same thing as the girl who got an A. And I said, no, 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 no. Do I look like a pit of lentils or a pit of fools? Because, uh, and a couple of kids giggled. I said, yeah, that was a good one, wasn't it? Uh, I have to work on it, but a pit of fools, you know, I think that, and, and the kids said, don't work on it. It's go-. And I said, A, hey, you haven't even stood up, but you interrupted class, and most delightful, you get an A. And I said, thank you. And then someone said, even Shelly huffed, and I said, uh, uh, moving on. What were you saying about compromise? And uh, you were restating what she said. Anyway, you, the spokesperson, they said the name, but I said I'm here to give grades, not a, uh, not validation. That was kind of a joke, but not really a joke. Uh, but they said this. This this young man said, "Oh, you you know, I saw how you two compromised or built consensus." And it went on and on about how you had differed, differed like a kind of more matter of, I said, okay, okay, are you finished or are you going to ramble on? I said, B, you did pretty good, B. Uh, and then he said, well, and I said, well, maybe, I said, what is supposed to be the average C plus? Uh, and then he sat down quickly with his B. And then this next young person in the group said, oh, like, uh, I was thinking a lot about the icebreakers. And how we are children, we are the ice. And I said, this is going to be good. I, I, like, uh, And uh, then she said, uh, the tales and the myths are like the warm sun, the warm sun and the rain. And we as young children are blacks of solid ice up in the north, the farthest northern lands. Endless. Cold, solid ice. And as the mists and the tails rain down on us, as they warm us, they cause us uh, to expand, which I think is technically... I can't remember if ice expands or contracts. I came to the alchemy class. I took... Uh, but, uh, she said, you know, causes us to crack and break open and be exposed to the air and to the world and the sky... And not just on the surface, she said, oh, this was good. She took on the bard's tail tone, the BTT, as I'll call it from here on out. Uh, And she said, but deep fissures form within us as we crack open. As we get exposed, the deeper they go. And we begin to change, and we begin to move as the glaciers or something... And then I had to stop. I said, what do you mean? Those are moving, those things. I went on that tour one time with the giant ice, the garages, and they said it's a river of ice. I thought it was a term, but she said they're really moving just very slowly. And then she said, with what the rain brings, the flavor of the rain. Oh, what a term. I said, what a term. I said, A, hey, but keep going. Maybe I'll give you an A+. plus. Uh, and Shelley said, Well the grading system isn't a I said grading system. Shelley, you're so silly. As the rain the flavour of the rain washes over us in the wind. Don't forget that things are carried on the wind, she said. A growth begins not just our growth, but growth landed upon us, thrust it upon us. Within us and on us the plants and, you know, and she's talked about this, you know, basically the circle of life is the most boring way to describe it. Uh, and then she talked about flowering, sublimation. Oh, she said it was sublime listening to her talk about sublimation. I didn't think of that joke till now. It needs work, I know. And then she said something else, uh, that as we melt and flow... We slake the thirst of animals at the watering hole. We enable the gathering at the watering hole, which enables the feeding of those that prowl at the watering hole. And beyond and beyond and beyond. And, and then I said to her, okay, here's the b- breaker for the A. the beautiful, by the way, but this is not a poetry class, unfortunately. But I said, uh, what did you really learn? And she said, this is a beautiful, uh... Uh, putting my hands in these, d- d- nearly, uh, myths that you would say are dirty like the dirty earth, uh, but really it's just rich and wonderful, and I had, I said, I had to give you, I have to give you a hug, I know it violates, uh, I uh, said, go ahead and complain, Cinderella's the queen, and I'm a stepmother, uh, so, uh, and they said, okay, next group, uh, who would like to take the next round of uh class? You know, we'll pick an equal number of groups. Uh. And then people tried doing wisecracks. And I said, okay, that's a half a grade. You're down, you know, you're starting with a, like A minus a- to B plus. Uh. And then they looked at the kid I gave the A to. And he said, this isn't a dynamic class. I have to keep your brains full of plasticity. And then I realized, Shelley said, what is, this? and I said, well, like a glacier, I have to keep it flowing. So you know. And I said, anyway, who was up next? And they came to the front of the room, another small group. And they said, I know this is very early in our class, but tell me about the Clam King and Benella. And the children were a little stumped at first because it was so far long ago. And the first they pointed out specific detail claim King lives under the sea, Benella is like a spring queen. Her mother they said they said the stranger atmosphere. They talked about all these things and I said, Okay, okay. And then another child she she had a bit of a look on her face, and I said, What is it with you what is with that look on your face? It's almost a frowny I said, is this something about this tale you did not like? And she said a lot of it, actually. I did not like how Vinella was free, and then the Clam King, and all, you know, the dark under the sea, like, she didn't choose to go, like, the Clam King took her along for, for to live with her, and then eventually say, well, this isn't, and I said, oh, yes, I said, okay, you're you're learning something. And someone interrupted her and talked about the power of attention and the growth. It, it was a good point. I said, but I, I'm here with her. But they said, power of attention and the growth it brings and how things showered with Benella's kindness uh, seem to do well in her interest. Uh. They said, all good points, all good points. And I said, back to Benella and you, young lady. Uh, she said, well, uh, you would think the being of a child of a god would be wonderful, you know, non-stop uh, run through the field of flowers. But she goes, it's not comfortable or predictable at all. And uh, it seems quite unpleasant uh, to be Binella and to have your fate uh, under the control of your elders' uh, whims. And then the children seemed to take over. Children, another child in her group, said, to her, well, isn't making the best of a bad situation a good thing? And uh, she said, well, I wasn't commenting on the facts of the matter, but more of how it felt uh, and how it might feel to be a goddess or a demigoddess. Uh, as we've been learning in this class, it's uh, t- terribly strange. And then another child said, well, I was more curious about if if helping others is a truly gift or is it a gift at your own expense? And then another child said, well, I was surprised that, uh, you know, the the atmosphere is all around us all the time. I like that. It helps me stay calm. And then the children started to chatter and I said, okay, 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 focus. Uh, What are you chattering about? And someone said, well, is it really our goal? In this child was speaking on behalf of the the fairy culture, I believe, uh, to build a win-win consensus at all costs, or what is the cost of, uh, what does it mean to build a win-win consensus, and what does it mean if, are are we uh, benellas, or are we atmospheres, are we the stranger uh, coming uh, or are we, you know, and, and I said, or are you all of them? Because babies, I know that you're listening, and that's one thing I heard about you. It's all about you. And I guess I never stopped being a baby, cause I, even though I'm a lentil based woman, I still believe that's true. So keep on doing it, babies. You're doing a great job. And I said to the children, I tell you what, you all get A's, go sit down. And then, you know, uh, someone huffed, uh, said, and I said, okay, B plus for you for huffing. And I said, "Great job, though. Very nice. Very nice." And then I said, "Next group, uh, who's up next?" And a group came to the front, uh, and they said, "Okay, tell me about uh, uh, what? What do you, What was the thing? That, what was the theme in this uh, tale about Demag and Jalid? And uh, someone said friendship or what does it mean to be friendship or what if it's more than be what if it- were they more than friends? That's what I was wondering. Like, and then someone and they were looking at the back of the room and another student they said, Can you fall in love with your friends? Uh is that and uh if your friends can you fall in love? And he said, Those are two different questions, young man And neither has an easy answer, as this tale showed us, correct? Uh, And Shelley thought that was leading. She said, leading, and I said, uh, teaching question, Shelley. Actually, not a leading question, a teaching question. And then another child said, well, I find these humans, I find humans very strange, to be honest. What is it that drives you to act these ways, why? And I said, "Well, who's the human in the tale?" And the child said, "This is a representative tale." And I said, "My goodness, uh, uh, that is perceptive." Or is? And I said, "Shelly, is that correct or perceptive?" I, I uh, want to include you, so you feel like a co-teacher. And Shelly said, "It's a bit of a rabbit hole, you know. If we start asking if uh, De Mag and Jalid were humans, even though they weren't humans in the story." Uh, and I said, oh, they said, uh, they said, are we perpetuating myths or are we perpetuating myths about myths, uh, Shelly? And she looked at me like I was full of madness and I laughed, uh, because I said, you'll be thinking about that later at lunch, uh, Shelly. And she, 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 she actually smiled because she thought it was funny. And uh, also, uh, and I, I had already forgotten, uh, cause they said, I think it's, uh, one of those thought experiments that just gives you a brain scramble. But then the children began to chatter about WTF, these humans, and what are you doing? And they said, okay, let's not get distracted here. Uh, let's focus on Mag and Julie. What else are you feeling or remembering about the, this, the, this myth uh, or story? And one of the very quietest childers in the class, a ch- children, a student, uh, that you always has his, his shoulders slumped and uh, his head down, he kind of half raised his hand, and he said, "I can't forget about the one percent, uh, that uh, the, the, the 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 emptiness uh, within the, the story, or oh, you know, de Magendre." 33, 33, 33, to make a hole, it does not make the hole, it leaves a hole. And I can't forget about that hole in them, that 1% that was uh, so empty, uh, yet at the same time so full, so ripe with fullness. uh, And uh, that makes me think about the humans, uh, that 1%, and it makes me think about me. Because I'm half-human. And uh, do I have uh, that emptiness within me? Do we, as, uh, if do I have 0.5% uh, or 2%? Uh, do us uh, fairy people, you know, because I think what my fellow students were saying is correct. What is with these humans? And, you know, what is with these strange desires I have sometimes? that don't seem to make any sense, and why would a great people like the fairy people with a great power, why are we not repulsed by it? Why are we drawn to it to help? Uh, And Shelley almost fainted at this, and the class was so silent with the relatability, with feeling that 1% stream, that little empty sliver, Or, in some cases, a hole within us. Uh, Oh, it was a golden. And uh, why aren't we drawn away? Why don't we turn our backs? Is it because we fit into that uh, slice? Is it because uh, it calls to us? Is it because we can relate to it because we have the same thing within us? And I said, Holy power of myth, you all get A pluses. Go sit down. I said I almost need. I, I said I don't even know. I I could use some tobacco here. I said who can relate to these feelings? Uh, and Shelley, what do you have to say? And then Shelley made a little. Is it a soliloquy about uh, myth? And uh, yes, yes, this is why I teach uh, myth because of these questions. And I've started to love Shelley as a like a as a uh, pia. I guess you would say. And he said, oh, Shelly, she said, this is why I, I yearn to teach, because of the questions that remain, the questions that draw us in. Uh, do these tales? And I said, whoa, whoa, Shelly, don't say do these tales offer any answers, because we're still in the middle of an exam here, which needs answers. By your definition of a quiz, sir. Uh, and Shelley even laughed at herself, and then I said, okay, next group, a uh, girl without a bird song was our next uh, uh, thing. Who would like to comment on that? And the students came forward, and they talked about the E-word, E-V-I-L, uh, and uh, then they talked about persistence in the face of adversity and faith and hope. Uh, and then they talked about the persistence of Basil Bob uh, representing the E word, and uh, that uh, was, it, you know, was that a driving force? or, so again, like a force at the back of the mind that makes them, you know, have to self-soothe. Then I said, mm, "Good questions. Uh, we love those questions, don't we, Shelley?" And then another student said, well, I think a lot about human parents and parents in general and how the echoes of the parenting uh, through the children and through the generations of the human ancestors and that a lot of behavior, the last group was talking about the terribly confusing behavior or more. What is going on with the, 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 the fact that the parents are... Hu- what if uh, all human children lived with two fairy parents? What would that mean? Because, uh... We, and Shelley said, with the end of humanity, this is what makes them human. And, uh... The, it's strange how confusing interconnectedness can be, I believe. Uh... That I don't understand... I believe I don't understand it. Uh... I believe it fills me with disbelief, uh... And I said, hmm, interesting. And, uh, he said, and yet a Basil Bob in this tale would not relent. And another child added, uh, what about all the beauty in the world, uh, despite the persistence of, uh, all these things? Uh, that the girl without birdsong was deprived of, yet, uh, was so vivid to experience the song and the taste, uh, and the smells that are all around us every day, uh, that are constantly there to remind us how special those experiences are. And, uh, you know, not, that, that is where some persistence can come from. And I said, my, I said, Ace, go ahead and sit down. I give you all A's because you all deserve it. So holy moly. And then we talked about, uh, the mother of all alchemy or whatever the, the tale. I said, okay, next group, uh, and I think they talked about, uh, like human behavior and evolution, which is confusing, this child. I said, this is over my head. And I said, actually, and literally, since I'm a pit of lentils and, uh, I can make myself taller than you when I'm in humanoid form, but, uh. He said, I'm not sure I understand. And, he and the child looked at me and said, well, why is stepmother so mean? And I said, in these tales or in general, uh, because I'm thinking of a word that starts with F uh, in my head. And the child said, both, I guess, uh, though I've never had a stepmother. And I said, well, maybe I will share my tale for another class. But I said, in these tales, uh, Is the stepmother representative of stepmothers or of something else? And the child said, I don't know. And a classmate came to their aid and said, "Uh, What if uh, what you said about evolution is true, about human behavior and growth and change, uh, that this behavior is a necessity for the children in this tale? They almost had to act on their own to get the help of the fairy godmother. And uh, the behavior of a stepmother put them in a position where they needed to improvise, needed to act for themselves, needed to come up with a solution, and ultimately needed to seek help. And uh, Shelley liked that answer, as did I. But then the child came back. The other child said, well, well, but that uh, behavior just leads to more behavior it leads them right back in a circle because then they perpetuate the same behavior later on, do they not? And I said, well, not in the tale. And Shelley kind of talked about something about the darkness that light springs from uh, and uh, that maybe the books, uh, I think something more of a a fairy metaphor that I didn't quite understand, uh, something about the light within them. Uh, seeking in the darkness and how the books represented that I didn't I didn't quite get it. And about not giving the answers to the children but leading the answers and uh, creating the helping create the solutions. Uh, but really, it was about all oh, the children being open to be assistance and uh, to being uh, helped uh, by the fairy godmother in this situation. And in reality, being on a path towards healing, not a circular path, Shelley said, but maybe a path that circles back on itself before it goes forward. And I said, very good, very good A's. I said A plus for Shelley." and the children laughed at that, but I meant it. Uh, And I said, okay, last group, uh, and they came up to talk about the the singing frog story which involved a lot of distraction because, you know, they said, well, what is it with kissing frogs? It's gross. Uh, And then someone said, sad songs say so much, the sad song of the frog and the little boy. And I said, I like that. I do like that. And then someone said, help comes in mysterious and strange ways sometimes. uh, And it can spring out of the earth like a spring of water. And they said, uh, and then someone said, well, humans will do anything, uh, uh, for, for, for money for magic pennies. I think I said, what did you, did you say magic pennies? I don't remember any magic pennies from that story. And then Shelley laughed at this because the child said, well, being kind and getting back at someone go great together. And they said, well, technically that is what happens in that tale to the stepmother, of course, uh, and then we get back on the kissing frogs, which is a further, you know, kissing frogs makes weird things happen, it's still gross. Uh, what does a frog taste it tastes like kissing a frog? Why did it make uh, the mother uh, have strange dreams and visions? Uh, then we had to talk about uh, psychotropic uh, things, because he said, well, sometimes... Uh, and they said, never mind. And then, but Shelley had already started talking. And the children said, wait a second. If you lick a frog, things will get weirder than weird. And then I said, okay, Ace, just please sit down. And then they said, well, you know, they talked about the stepmothers. And, and I said, okay, the last group uh, is all of you. Uh, all of you have a chance uh, to raise one another's grades. Uh, let's talk about the 12 children with the extra children, you know, the six and the six plus the two. And then someone said, well, how do, ba- how do humans make babies again? And someone said, by kissing. And so I said, okay, minus grade. Everyone's starting with a B-plus now. Equal grades all around. And then someone said, what do the towers in the story symbolize? And someone said patriarchy. And I said, "Well, oh, boy, I like that. Uh, and I said, and when they crumble uh, and the towers uh, lose uh, their, uh, Uh, Towering, it still it represents the crumbling of that as well. I think only Shelley got that joke. It wasn't really. It's true. And they talked about the power and the control, and the children, especially the children, you know, they were very they're very confused by how adults behave, Uh, and that was what we talked about for the rest of the class. Uh, how these myths are not exactly comforting, they're much more challenging, these tales. Uh, They're weird, they're strange. The children all agreed on that. The people behave strangely. A lot of times they don't make any sense. Uh, They're somewhat, uh, they give you the chills or whatever you want to call that. You know, there's not a nice behavior. Parents and stepmothers are, bo- are both, b- be, you know, b- the worst, I think the children said. And uh, they bring up lots of questions. And I said, are you, if the babies could hear you, they would say yes. Uh, and, uh, and they said, well, it's not easy being a fairy godparent or a, a human or a parent or a, a stepmother or a child. Uh, but it is a beautiful world that we get to live in, that we get to inhabit. And it was a beautiful thing, the way the children. And I said, well, okay, A's for everybody, except for you, the one I, I forgot what, I guess A's for everybody, because I forgot I gave someone a, okay, I said, maybe I didn't give it. And I said, A plus for Shelly. And Shelly said an A plus, And I said, no, I'm only here to enable the questions with my uh, questionable behavior in my questionable syllabus, and my questionable grading system, my questionable recall about what is a quiz and what is not a quiz. Uh, but I'm so glad to be here with all of you babies. Uh, you know, somehow now my room is converted to a nursery so that you could all listen to me tell you tales uh, recounted the classroom, uh, to plant these ideas in your head, like, uh, the ice, uh, that the children once were the ice from when, you came, maybe, I guess, uh, the ice of the ego, maybe Shelley. I think Shelley did say that, uh, is this part of breaking up the ego? I, I, I think I've said, what is, I get confused about those things, uh, maybe because of my baby like nature where it's all about me. And I don't know if these seeds could be pre-planted in all of you children here, lying here, resting, most of you now sleeping. But some of you still watching me here, listening to my voice, and I'm glad. I mean, it would have been nice if Cinderella would have said, Okay, uh, Agatha, what do you think of us converting your room into a nursery so that you can comfort the babies with your chattering? Instead of just adding, you know, first it was her baby, then it was a couple other babies, and now, I don't know, what do we get, 30 babies in here? Also, it would be nice to have a title, The Baby the baby Chatterer or something, Teacher of Babies and Babes. Uh, maybe that's what I'll do next. I'll start teaching the livestock of these tales so they know it as well. Oh, but baby says sleep so well, rest so well. Agatha is here to escort you to dreamland. And he'll let a man still sleep soundly too. Oh, I will rest here in the summer sun. It feels like the summer sun today. Good night.